What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Michael Vega-Sands, who's a co-founder of Lula. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks, Matt. It's going, uh, it's going great. I, uh, right now, I'm in San Francisco, and we are in the midst of launching a new product and currently actually fundraising. So just a lot happening right now. And so I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's always good when lots of th- lots of stuff is happening. You know, as it often does in the early stages. Um, you know, for people that for people that aren't you know sure what you're working on, they haven't heard of Lula before. Can you kind of share what what are you working on? What is Lula? Yeah, so there's two components to it. I'll start off with the basics. Um, so essentially, what we we built is an insurance API. And we say in the same way that Stripe's payment API eliminates the need for companies to build out their own payment infrastructure, our insurance API eliminates the need for companies to build out their own insurance infrastructure. So no longer do our customers need to deal with brokers. No longer do our customers need to shop around a deal and talk to multiple carriers. We need to build out internal insurance systems or tools or teams. We handle all things insurance for them via our API. Okay. And so that's like the genesis of it. And then beyond that, there's just a much broader conversation around episodic insurance. And our goal is to convey vertically integrate the entire insurance process, not only provide the software layer, but also go ahead and provide the coverage as well, right? But uh, today we're very much focused on the software side of the business. So how did you decide to kind of get into this? What's the origin story uh, for Lula? So a few years back, I... My twin brother and I were students at Babson College. And if you know anything about Babson, it's in the middle of nowhere. And one night I really wanted pizza from my favorite pizza shop, but they wouldn't deliver to campus. So I said to myself, wouldn't it be cool if there was an app that let me rent a car from another student? And so I shared the idea with my brother and he loved it. He said, why don't we build it? So together we built the ugliest app you've ever seen. But it was just good enough that it allowed myself and my brother to rent cars from other students on campus. And little by little, it started to grow. So around September of 2018, we said, hey, why don't we actually launch this thing publicly? So we ended up launching it publicly. And within eight days, it became one of the top apps on the App Store. At one point, it was ranked the second highest car sharing. It was ranked, it was the second highest ranked car sharing app on the App Store. So it surpassed Get Around Enterprise's car. We were right behind Churro. And it was funny. Everybody thought of us as a corporation, huge, massive company, and everything was being run from our dorm room or our living room. Um, and then 
Um, in the middle of all of that, we just experienced rapid growth. So within 12 months, we had cars available on more than 500 college campuses in all 50 states. And during this time, we had so much demand that we began partnering up with car rental companies. And the car rental companies started running a significant portion of their business through our platform. And one day, one of them said to me, they said, hey, we run all of our insurance stuff for you. What if we just pay you for our for all your insurance needs or for all of our insurance needs. And to that point, we started realizing like, hey, maybe here the opportunity here is not actually being a car sharing platform. Maybe it's actually something with insurance. And so April 23rd, 2020, as I was watching a movie with my parents and my brother, I texted my brother, I said, hey, insurance. He said to me, eh. But that was the genesis for how we actually started thinking about insurance and how we got into the space. And then when you decided to, um, like from that point on, I think when you decide to start a company, you know, oftentimes, you know, people want to start companies, but they don't necessarily know literally the first thing to do, like whether it's raise money or whether it's build a product, whether it's recruit people. I'm curious for you, like, how do you think about in these early days, prioritizing your time and working on the most important thing? I guess, how do you think about focus for, for yourself as a founder? Yeah. So I think if, when we first built out the car sharing app, my brother and I were very much, we're, we very much fell to the trap of, um, we were very product focused, right? So uh, we built out product that we thought would not only necessarily appease our customers, but we built out product that we thought would get us the metrics necessary to be able to go and fundraise. And so um, when we started this new essentially company, we underwent this pivot. We, we're in the middle of the pandemic we quickly realized like hey the capital markets have dried up you don't know what's actually going on um, let's go ahead and build a business that's not entirely dependent on venture capital let's build a business that's self-sustaining and viable from day one so that was very much a core focus for us and ultimately what we realized is if you want a business to be like that what you actually need to do is have this obsessive focus on customer and distribution and so from day one, we were very much focused on, we took the approach of, hey, let's have an obsessive focus on customers. We can really create an amazing experience for our customers. Then we're going to have something that they want to pay for, right? And so we prioritize, when we think about like, what are we prioritizing on right now? Today, we're very much focused on, right? How can we provide our customers an amazing experience, the best insurance experience they've ever had, right? And then as we think about how we prioritize things follow up to that is, um, will this grow the business or will this provide our customers better, a better, uh, a better experience? And what's funny is on a day-to-day -day basis, fundraising very much is not really top of mind anymore. But at the same time, just having that obsessive focus on customers, really being focused on distribution and growing the business has ultimately resulted in us just building a much, much better business. And as a result, fundraising has just never been easier right so it's very much like jeff bezos says you focus on the inputs and actually the opposite take care of themselves i love that uh, i love that kind of quote or that kind of framework um you know if you were to uh, take what you're doing now look out 5 10 15 years what would you say the big vision is for, for lula or in other words you know what direction are you rowing in and what will this look like in the decade or two yeah so we have a thesis around what we refer to as episodic insurance and so what i mean by that is if you think about insurance today, it's done in a very general manner. It's often done the same exact way it was done 400 years ago to insure pirate ships. 
And what I mean by that is insurance is just done in a very general manner. So an insurance company is going to give you a fixed, uh, tends to give you a fixed price. Um, and that price remains the same whether you use your assets one time during the month or every day, right? It doesn't matter whether I use the asset, you use the asset, or my grandma uses the assets. For the most part, the, the prices and the premiums remain fixed. And in today's world, that doesn't necessarily make sense or that shouldn't be the case. So what we say is if you want insurance to work for today's modern economy, what you need to do is you need to break things up into episodes. And this is what an episode is. If I go rent a car for three days, it's a three-day episode. If I have a 25-minute Uber ride, that's a 25-minute episode. If I have a seven-day Airbnb, that's a seven-day episode, right? And like a fun practice is just think of all the different industries where an episodic approach can be applied. And so if you talk to me like, hey, what's Lula's goal in the next five to 10 years? Our goal ultimately is to build an insurance company that insures all of these episodes, right? And the way that you're actually able to do that and that you're able to facilitate these episodic policies are through the insurance API that I mentioned earlier. Um, and so that's why for us, we're very much focused on the software layer today. And ultimately, as we grow and scale, very much vertically integrate the entire insurance process. So the next five to 10 years, you ask me like, what do we want? We want to... We want that whenever you get to a checkout screen, whether it be on your phone, on your computer, wherever it may be, um, you have the option to ensure that transaction or that rent or that reservation and that Lula's the actual Lula is the actual insurance option there. And then in order to make that, you know, very well articulated vision kind of come to life, but in order to make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup yeah. work. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising more money? Looking for customers, partnerships? You know, how can we assist? Yeah. Um, so it, it's twofold, right? So um, the interesting thing is we're very much an insured tech play. And I think that's very different from an insurance company. So an insurance company is an insurance company first. Um, we're a technology company first. And so we very much want to be able to recruit the best technical talent possible. And so we're always hiring technical talent. And so if you happen to be an engineer or developer, somebody that understands risk very well or is interested in that, then we're certainly lucky, right? So that's number one. On the flip side of that, the interesting thing is we also need to have people on our side that understand insurance very well. And that's typically a harder find. Uh, and so for us, we're, not very much, we're, we're very much not only hiring on the technology side, but also very much hiring on the insurance side. And so if you or anybody in your ecosystem knows of people in the insurance space that might be bored at their current job or might be looking for a new opportunity, please send them our way, right? Um, and then the last thing is, is a BD. So um, we're currently looking to service um, companies across a multitude of verticals. And if you think that an episodic approach might be interesting for you or your company, or you think of vertical, you think it's an episodic approach can be applied, please reach out. What we'd love to do is we'd love to hire you and tell, and tell you, hey, go figure out how to build that program. We'll give you the resources you need to be successful, but go do it, right? And we'll back you, compensate you extremely well. I love it. And then, and then for my last question for you, if someone wants to learn more about this on the internet, uh, you know, find you online, you know, where can they find you? Do you have a website, social media, email? How, yeah. how can someone get in touch? Yeah, so my email is michael at lula.is. So that's Michael at L-U-L-A dot I-S. Um, and Matt, feel free to give my email. Um, my Twitter handle is Michael Vegas Sands. Um, I can give all of this to you via email. And then uh, 
and and then the website is lula at I, i'm sorry lula.is cool uh well i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing your vision with us and sharing lula with us with us and i you know wish you best of luck building it out thanks for coming on yeah no problem thank you matt